Today in Science from Wired. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Today in Science from Wired. The universe is expanding faster than expected. Astronomers get their wish, new ultra-precise distance measurements between Earth and the stars, but that only intensifies a cosmic crisis by Natalie Wolchover. On December 3rd, humanity suddenly had information at its fingertips that people have wanted for, well, forever. It's the precise distances to the stars. Barry Madour is a cosmologist at the University of Chicago and Carnegie Observatories, and last week on a Zoom call he said, you type in the name of a star or its position, and in less than a second you will have the answer. I mean, and then he just totally trails off. And Wendy Friedman says, we're drinking from a fire hose right now. Wendy's a cosmologist too at Chicago and Carnegie. She's actually Madour's wife and collaborator. Aww. Adam Reese of Johns Hopkins University said, I can't overstate how excited I am. Adam won the 2011 Nobel Prize in Physics for co-discovering dark energy. On our phone call, he asked, can I show you visually what I'm excited about? So we switched over to Zoom so he could screen share some pretty plots of this new star data. And the data is coming from the European Space Agency's Gaia spacecraft. And it's a telescope that's spent something like the last six years stargazing from a perch one million miles high. What it does is it measures the parallaxes of 1.3 billion stars. Parallaxes are these tiny changes in the star's apparent positions in the sky that tell how far away the stars are. Joe Bovey said that the Gaia parallaxes are by far the most accurate and precise distance determinations ever. Joe is an astrophysicist at the University of Toronto. But best of all, for cosmologists, is that Gaia's new catalog includes the special stars whose distances are used as the yardsticks for measuring all the farther cosmological distances. And now that they have this new data, they can really start to understand the biggest conundrum in modern cosmology. And that's the unexpectedly fast expansion of the universe. It's known as the Hubble Tension. Hmm, Hubble tension, yeah. Okay, the Hubble tension is this. The cosmos' known ingredients and governing equations predict that it should currently be expanding at a rate of 67 kilometers per second per megaparsec. And that means we should see galaxies flying away from us 67 kilometers per second faster for each additional megaparsec of distance. 
but actual measurements consistently overshoot that mark. Galaxies are receding too quickly. The discrepancies suggest that some unknown quickening agent may be afoot in the cosmos. And Friedman says, It would be incredibly exciting if there was new physics. I have a secret in my heart that I hope there is, that there is a discovery to be made there. But we want to be sure we're right. There is work to do before we can say so unequivocally. And that work involves trying to cut out the possible sources of error in measurements of the cosmic expansion rate. And one of the biggest sources of that uncertainty has been the distances to nearby stars, distances that the new parallax data appears to all but nail down. So in a paper posted online on December 15th and submitted to the Astrophysical Journal, Reese's team has used the new data to peg the expansion rate at 73.2 kilometers per second per parsec, which is in line with their previous value, but now with a margin of error of just 1.8%. So that seems like it cements the discrepancy with that lower predicted rate of 67 now, Friedman and Madur, they expect to publish their group's new and improved measurement of the cosmic expansion rate in January, and they're thinking the new data will firm up their measurement, too. But see, theirs has tended to land a little bit lower than Reese's and those of other groups, but it's still higher than the prediction. Now, Gaia launched in December of 2013, and since then, it's released two other massive data sets that have revolutionized our understanding of our little cosmic neighborhood. But Gaia's first parallax measurements were kind of a disappointment. Friedman said, when we looked at the first data release in 2016, we wanted to cry. And that brings up an unforeseen problem. If parallaxes were easier to measure, the Copernican Revolution might have happened sooner. Copernicus proposed in the 16th century that the Earth revolves around the Sun, but even at that time, astronomers knew about parallax. If Earth moved, as Copernicus thought, then they expected to see nearby stars shifting in the sky as it did so, just as a lamppost looks like it's shifting relative to the background hills as you cross the street. But an astronomer named Tycho Brahe, he didn't find any stellar parallax, so he decided the Earth doesn't move. But uh, it does, and stars do shift, just barely, because they're so far away. And it took until 1838 for a German astronomer named Friedrich Bessel to detect stellar parallax. So he measures the angular shift of the star system 61 Cygni relative to the surrounding stars, and he concludes that it was 10.3 light-years away. And his measurement differed from the true value by only 10%. Gaia's new measurements place the two stars in the system at 11.4030 and 11.4026 light-years away, give or take one or two thousandths of a light-year. The 61 Cygni system is crazy close, and more typical Milky Way stars shift by mere 10 thousandths of an arc second, just hundredths of a pixel in a modern telescope camera. So, detecting that motion means you need really specialized, ultra-stable instruments, and that's what Gaia is for. But, when it switched on, the telescope had an unforeseen problem. Leonard Lindegren co-proposed the Gaia mission in 1993, and he led the analysis of this new parallax data, and he explains that this telescope works by looking in two directions at once and tracking the angular differences between stars in those two fields of view. And to get accurate parallax, the angles between those two fields of view have to stay fixed. 
But early on in the Gaia mission, scientists realized that it doesn't stay fixed. The telescope flexes just a little bit as it rotates with respect to the sun, and that introduces a wobble into the measurements that mimics parallax. And worse, this parallax offset depends on objects' positions, colors, and brightness. But now that they've gotten more data from the telescope, the Gaia scientists are finding it easier to separate out the fake parallax from the real one, and Lindegren and his colleagues have removed a lot of the telescope's wobble from the newly released parallax data. And they've created this formula that researchers can use that corrects the final parallax measurements depending on a star's position, color, and brightness. Now the researchers are going to start climbing the ladder. And because they have this new data, Reese and Friedman and Madore and their teams, they're able to recalculate how fast the universe is expanding. Generally, the way to gauge cosmic expansion is to figure out how far away distant galaxies are and how fast they're receding from us. And those speed measurements are pretty straightforward. Distances are what's hard. The most precise measurements rely on really intricate cosmic distance ladders. So on the first rung of this ladder, you have standard candle stars in and around our galaxy that have well-defined luminosities and are close enough to exhibit parallax. That's the only sure way to tell how far away things are without actually going there. Then the astronomers compare the brightness of these standard candles with the ones that are fainter in nearby galaxies, and that's how they figure out their distance. That's the second rung of the ladder. They choose these galaxies that have these rare, really bright stellar explosions called Type 1a supernovas. Knowing the distances of these galaxies lets them gauge the relative distances of faraway galaxies that also contain fainter Type 1a supernovas. So if you take the ratio of these faraway galaxies' speeds to their distances, that gives the cosmic expansion rate. And parallaxes are crucial to the whole construction. Reese is one of the leaders of the distance ladder approach. And he said, you change the first step, the parallaxes, then everything that follows changes as well. If you change the precision of the first step, then the precision of everything else changes. And his team used Gaia's new parallaxes of 75 Cepheid to recalibrate their measurement of the cosmic expansion rate. And a Cepheid is just a pulsating star that scientists like to use because they're standard candle stars. Now, Friedman and Medor are Reese's chief rivals at the top of the distance ladder game, and they've argued in recent years that Cepheids could foster missteps on the higher rungs of the ladder. So, rather than rely too heavily on them, they're going to combine measurements based on multiple kinds of standard candle stars from the Gaia dataset, like Cepheids, RR Lyrae stars, tip of the red giant branch stars, and so-called carbon stars. Medor says Gaia's new data release is providing us with a secure foundation. Although a series of papers by Medor and Friedman's team aren't expected for a few more weeks, they did note that the new parallax data and correction formula appear to work pretty well. Because when they used them with various methods of plotting and dissecting the measurements, data points representing Cepheids and other special stars fall neatly along straight lines, with very little of the scatter that would indicate random error. Medor says it's telling us we're really looking at the real stuff. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more science news at wired.com science.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.